hello, welcome to the weekly cooldown. I am Kami Jason, your host for another episode. If you're joining us for the first time, this is the show where we get to know the gaming news of the week and we get to know our guest. It is episode 76 of the weekly cooldown. It is January 17th and we are back from a nice long break. I hope you had an amazing, amazing holiday and new year. We're back with the news out of the gaming world, and there's a good bit of it this week. But first, let's get into the headline recap. Popular Fortnite streamer Ninja has his own in-game skin. On January 16th, players will be able to grab the special skin for a limited time uh, in Fortnite's item shop. There is no confirmation yet on how much it will cost, but based on past special skins, players speculate somewhere between... 1500 and 2000 V-Bucks, that is Fortnite's in-game currency. According to Epic's blog, more collaboration collaborations are on the way with other streamers. Grand Theft Auto 4 has been removed from the Steam Store this week. Rockstar has released a statement stating that because Microsoft is no longer supporting games for Windows Live, it is no longer possible to generate additional keys to continue selling the game. This does not mean, however, that anyone who has already brought the game has lost their copy. It is possible, however, that the removal from Steam and the lack of support from Microsoft, that the version, the PC version of the game will reappear exclusively on Rockstar's launcher. Final Fantasy VII Remake is delayed from its original release in March on March 3rd. Uh, it is now being pushed back to April 10th. Additionally, the Avengers video game, which was slated for May, has been bumped back to September. Both games are being published by Square Enix. Final Fantasy VII's producer, Yoshinori Kitase, uh, Kitase, yes, I said that right, said the game is de- uh, delayed for quote-unquote extra polish. Uh, developers at Crystal Dynamics working on the Avengers say the same, stating that they are spending the additional time to focus on fine-tuning and polishing the game to the high standards uh, our fans expect and deserve. And uh, those are just some of the big headlines this week. Uh, If you've got any comments you want to make about any of these headlines, or if I missed a story that you think we could really talk more about, tweet at me at Gaming on uh, Twitch, or excuse me, not on Twitch, Twitter, or at WKCooldown, or join us on the Discord and let me know all about it. Also, be sure to check out the question of the week on Twitter and answer it so I can read it right here on the show. We'll be doing that a little later. That's like a new segment that I got some really good advice uh, to do that. That sounds like such good advice. Oh it my god, I don't know who advice. told you that, but it's such a good idea. Yeah, I don't know who did I think it I have either. An idea. Just... Who are you people? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> the voices in my head. They're back. They're finally out. Um, well, I was going to talk about my birthday, but you know what? Who cares? I have two guests here. Um, yeah, well, first off, happy uh, birthday. Yeah, definitely Thank happy you. birthday. I'm 20 fucking seven. <laughs> oh, <laughs> cool. I say all, but like oh, Nika's like, well, when I was like, turn it 30, she's like, yeah, whatever, kid. Yeah, no, like our <laughs> children. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm happy to be 27, happy to be alive for another 365 days. Thank you. Thank uh, somebody for letting me see the beginning of 2020, even though I was sick. I was sick for, like, since Christmas, basically. And it was awful. And I, ha- I think I had the... Lame in bed. Yeah, I think I had the flu, and I'm still kind of getting over it, but... I. Hey, shut up, Google. Um, <laughs> anyway, I, I, uh, I feel better now. 
Um, and we're back with the show, of course. And uh, those voices you hear are not the voices in my head. That is... Uh, <laughs> sometimes in my dreams. You can't actually prove that we're not. That's true. That's awesome. true. That's true. Yeah, that's true. I, I have a new recording device. It hooks right up to my brain. And then you, you these voices come out. It's pretty cool. I, that would be like the dopest okay. podcast ever. Just like some guy's like internal monologue with himself. Like, oh, I don't know about that. No, well, I'd be hacking into that. Yeah, I'd be into like, <laughs> this, like just random thoughts. Yeah, but what if it's like Ben Shapiro? Like, I don't want that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, good point. I don't want that. Um, Wanderpuss Nika and... Uh, her co-host, one of her co-hosts, Danny, are here. Yeah. Yeah, we did it. Yeah, we did it. We definitely did it. In very short notice. No, they don't need to know that. Um, <laughs> guys, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me back again. Yeah. Uh, off off schedule yeah, for a little right. uh, little pinch hitter for yeah. uh, for today. Yeah, I yeah. I love thanks having for having me. On. Period. Yeah, Good. and I, I was know. like, oh, Danny's coming too. Yeah. Oh my God. Brought friends. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, now, before we get into the news, uh, I did mm-hmm. want to kind of mention you are actually producing some podcasts yourself, aren't you? I am recording podcasts, and Ooh. you are producing them. That's true. And I like that better than okay. <laughs> than the me doing that work, which I hate to do and also Fair don't know enough. how to do. That's right. Uh, but yeah, we actually we are in fact doing that thing. Um, so to begin with, we just started recording uh, Night Witch, which is a um, kind of a life experience kind of podcast. A lot of hot takes or eh, lukewarm takes, depending. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and that cool is things. with. Uh, Twy, uh, Kiro, who's been on the show before, and our mm-hmm. friend Carrie. And so we're about, I think, four episodes deep into that. We'll probably get to around, I'd say, six or seven before we officially launch. But that thing is happening. You can find info about that at, uh, it's on Twitter, at Nightwitchcast, I think is what I officially made that, the mm-hmm. social media be. There's literally nothing there yet, but the names are there if you want to go, I don't know, wait. <laughs> Wait, yeah. wait, wait for content. Anticipating. It's coming, yeah. we swear. It's a common. Uh, and then on top of that, we're also doing, uh, Alan, Adrian, and I are recording some spoopy podcasts. And the next one is going to be a little bit more folklore combined with uh, mm. occulty and paranormal things. I have nicknamed it Facult. Uh, <laughs> Perfect. I love I it. I do not believe that is what we're going to call it, but that is the uh, working title. Also, we've really just hatched this brand new uh, podcast idea that I'm really looking forward to getting like three episodes tops out of. It's called Day Trolls. Dan, if you want to tell us a little <laughs> bit more about that. Yeah, so uh, uh, me and a couple of the other co-hosts were bullied into uh, doing a <laughs> podcast by uh, Nika and Twy because uh, I don't remember. What, what were we joking? Me and like, I don't Josh feel like it was bullied. It. I feel like you guys were just like, no, well, we could do it. We could do a podcast. It's like, do it. You won't. Do it. You, you yeah, literally me want and that. Josh were like joking. We like we pulled each other to the side like during the stream. We're like, yeah, hey, that's kind of messed up. They didn't invite us to be part of this. And they're like, we should start our own podcast. And, <laughs> and they're like, you won't. You won't. Do or you won't. Well, now we have to try. And yeah. I mean, I, I mean, mean, Josh is down. We just got to get Leto on the. That's some pretty train. good peer pressure there. I'm into it. If there's any uh, any consolation in that, there is actually it's on it's backburnered because I'm doing entirely too many things right now. But I do actually want to do a co-host centric podcast as well. Mm. It's just I can only juggle so many things and already doing it yeah, poorly. I know. But and uh, that's legit. You and like your eight cats. arms are already yeah. pretty visit, uh, busy there. So yeah. yeah, I get I get you. I get you. 
Um, well, that sounds, I mean, that sounds cool. What, Do what all is, the things. I'm mostly what is it's... it about again? <laughs> what is uh, Day Trolls about? It's literally yeah, what Trolls. Night Witches is. It's just with the guys. Oh, the, <laughs> it's the guys. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just, I want to laugh like if there's it. more crying than y'all. Oh like, if we get more emotionally into it than y'all did, like, that'd I be great. I don't know if that's possible. Uh, so the first set of episodes are going to be the four of us getting to know each other a little bit better. I obviously know all of them, but they don't all know each other. Each other. Mm. So uh, we decided to pull the 36 questions to fall in love, which is this series of questions that are, that are designed to get uh, increasingly more intimate as you get through them to really let you connect with the person that you're uh, interviewing with. But in this case, it's all four of us. And man, the first episode of doing this, them them witches be crying. Yeah, the feels. It's all I'm saying. Oh boy, I have to uh, I have to listen to it later. You should. <laughs> uh, it will abs- I think it will actually make you cry. Like I'm dead inside, so I didn't cry. But um, <laughs> I'm not a weak ass witch. Like what am I gonna say? But uh, no, it it got to them, and mm. it's like oh, we're only like the first few questions in. This right. is gonna be intense, but. As a bonding experience for um, for co-hosts and for you know podcast co-hosts as well, mm-hmm. it's gonna be really really heck and neat. I'm into it. I'm into it. I, I like it a lot. <laughs> uh, now, Danny, do you have a podcast of like a, uh, another one of I, your own? I I do. It hasn't been active in like a year and a okay. half. Okay. Uh, but th- everything's still on YouTube. If you want to go check it out, uh, Danny Boy and Cousin Jesse podcast. Uh, it's it's been dead for a while. It's, it's been dead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, we're both in bands, local bands, and I have two bands, and he has like three. So, it, mm. and then we have both have kids, and we're actually cousins. He's my wife's cousin, but we tell everybody we're cousins. I'm Hispanic, and he's white, and we just like doing that to throw people off. Gotcha. Um, and but that's, that's how that whole thing like, started. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, it's just been hard. Life sucks, and it's really hard. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Everything is just like so hard. hard. It's hard. It's really hard. It's like I don't really know if you guys hard. know that. <laughs> Boo. Well, anyway, enough of that. Welcome to the show. <laughs> um, and thank you for telling us about your podcast. Yeah. yeah. Now, to kind of get start off with the news, I wanted to talk about 2020 releases that we're excited for. And instead of me, you know, talking ad nauseum about how excited i am for resident evil 3 there was a trailer it was really good i instead was alerted by uh nika here you're welcome that there was some news that i missed um officially today yes essentially so yes we're recording on wednesday so it happened about four hours ago and i missed it probably because i was making tacos um but uh uh it it is Part a partial to Nika's uh, one of Nika's favorite games, and probably if it comes out in 2020, it'll be a uh, 2020 hopeful for Nika, I imagine. Uh, Absolutely. And that's uh, apparently Bioshock Four. So I personally, I don't see Bioshock Four coming out this year. I don't mm-hmm. think it is. But the news has dropped that they that it. I mean, there's been speculation for a while now, but right. yeah, no, it's it is on the table. New Bioshock is a coming. I, I am actually conflicted about this. Oh. So uh, I loved one and two, quote unquote, even though two really just felt like a little bit more one, like an expansion to one. Mm-hmm. And I loved that. And I was all in. Uh, it was a really fantastic experience. It's a beautiful game. And then I had a lot of issues with Infinite. Mm. And like, 
and if we we won't get into that in this podcast we'll definitely do a, a deeper takedown later but i feel like i'm over my annoyance enough that i'm kind of excited about this news actually okay. so yeah okay. I, well yeah i mean i i really i i don't know what issues we'll have and of course yes we will go over that um, at a later date, but coming I, soon, TM. Right, I, but I <laughs> really, really loved Infinite. I wasn't a big fan of one and two myself, but my friend was like, you know it's what? It's okay play. to be wrong. Okay, well, <laughs> <laughs> I was like reading both sides of the coin. One coin yeah. hates the other side. Great, cool. Yeah, well, I wasn't. I didn't hate it, but I was just like, okay, like I get it. They were, you know, I I, I like it. It was fun, but it wasn't like on my like top list. But Infinite, I really, really enjoyed. Um, for a vast number of reasons. Um, and so to hear about Bioshock 4, if if it's coming out, there's a lot of rumors uh, and some news, um, some actual news um, coming out. Uh, but to hear about it at all, um, I believe we spoke about it last episode, um, was really exciting. And I can see how it can be exciting for you know, the thousands, if not millions of people who really love Bioshock, who've bought it on every system, PC. Uh, there's a rumor that it might be coming to the Nintendo Switch, so I can see it being bought again. Um, and it would actually, uh, you know, do really well to with this uh, announcement. Um, so today, 2K UK, so 2K United Kingdom, uh, announced that the... Uh, Cloud Chamber, which is a new development studio, um, is working on the next iteration of the Bioshock franchise. Um, and it does say it will be in development for the next several years. So that was back in... Uh, that was in December. We now have um, kind of a little bit more about that. Um, uh, including, I guess, the fact that it'll be on you know whatever next, next gen, gen. Yeah, yeah absolutely um we hope to see um the big daddies i, I guess <laughs> we really Those like large the, babas. Big, the big daddies <laughs> um and we hope that it apparently explores the lore some more people are really interested to see how it all connects um uh once again anyway mm -hmm. um so i'm i'm into it i'm i'm happy about this 2K UK dropping bombs and just like letting us know Bioshock 4 is on its way in several years. <laughs> About two Coming soon. Probably. TM. Yeah, TM. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are you hoping for for the next Bioshock? I want, I want something new. I, I saw in that article that it it hinted at a return to Rapture. I actually, I would not have wanted a return to Rapture. Hmm. Uh, even though Rapture was great, I feel like they got everything out of it. I would have liked a new setting. I I loved Infinite setting. I thought it was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, Sky Fortress kind of. It just, it's neat. I would like mm -hmm. to see a little bit something different. Um, but I am, it's so early on that I'm not setting any expectations to myself. I'm just going to go with it, see how it, how it turns out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Danny, do you have a relationship with Bioshock? I I don't. I did a stream with Twy, and we went. We played. She played through the game, and uh, I, I liked it. I just I just didn't have time for it to play mm. it. But I mean, I love the aesthetic of the game, and like 
watching Twi completely like not do the great at the game was pretty great to watch too. It's also in terms of time, uh, like the original Bioshock, you can get through in like sixteen hours. It is not a a big time sink of the game. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe just the way Twi was playing, I was like, God, this game is taking forever. <laughs> <laughs> but like now I think about it, like she was doing things that were really necessary and kept dying on stuff that was like, uh. But it was for the comedy, so it's okay. It's all right. Let let it slide. Right, right. Well, it could be really, uh, I mean, it will be, I'm sure, when it finally releases. Eventually. Um, A a very very exciting moment for uh, gamers everywhere. Um, But that, I mean, it, it just goes to show you how even gaming news can operate. That happened, like, hours ago, and I missed it. And then... During some little prep talk, we were like, hey, did you hear about Bioshock 4? And I was like, no, what, huh? <laughs> a fourth one? Where? <laughs> so this is why we do this podcast. <laughs> Keep you informed. Um, <laughs> Keep ourselves informed. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, all right. Well, I mean, we could go on and on, but we'll save that for another time. Um, also, Resident Evil 3 is coming, so hooray. Okay. Um, Can I cover it? The few things that I personally am looking forward to. Oh, sure. Uh, Animal Crossing. Mm. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, big fan of Animal Crossing since, like, the GameCube era. Ah. So uh, I am super looking forward to that. Cyberpunk 2077. Like, oh, come yeah. on. Come the fuck on. Uh, that's super fucking hype. Biomutant, which is something that I saw trailers for about a billion fucking years ago and it's it's so maybe it's coming maybe it's a little fucking raccoon essentially adorable looking thing and uh that thing looks like it has seen some fucking like hardcore life like experience i've been waiting for this game for like two years now it's like please let this be the year bring me this game let it actually be Okay. It doesn't even have to be great. It doesn't have to be okay. <laughs> right, yeah. And then it does uh, look really interesting. It does. It's and really... then Amazon Gaming is putting out an like a survival MMO uh, called New World. Uh... And uh anyone who's ever heard me on this podcast and mention uh Conan Exiles, heads up, if you ask me what I've been playing, it's gonna be Conan Exiles. Yeah. Uh I'm looking forward to I I love survival games. I, I love that MMO feel, but with building in the world. So I'm tentatively like, okay, Amazon. I don't know what you've been up to, but okay, mm-hmm. I'm interested. Mm-hmm. 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 Do Prime members get it for free, though? Because <laughs> I'm a Prime member, and I pay a lot for that. I would love to have something Whoa. more for free. Something tells me no. Um, <laughs> but but what, shouldn't they? And then just put all kinds of in-game purchases connected to your Amazon account? Oh, then I'd go broke me, so quickly, and just immediately really I'd be poor. Nobody and I'm already poor, so this is to EA well. at all after that. <laughs> just like, yeah. yeah, I guess, yeah. Um, uh, I uh, saw uh, in going back and reading through the stuff uh, we were given. I was looking at some E3 stuff, and uh, I forgot about this game, Gods and Monsters. Mm. It's like um, the art style of Breath of the Wild and Assassin's Creed mashed together in like Greek gods. Yeah. Those are like all of my points and I didn't know this existed. The only thing is they only had like a like a theatrical trailer. They didn't have like any actual gameplay yet, but There's I'm pretty excited much, about it. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I am super cool. curious about this game, but I have not heard virtually anything about it. It's still uh yeah, it's been a bit quiet. 
Um, but it is supposed to be coming next month, I think. Yeah. What? So, what? Wait a minute. Yeah, wait. Like, like there's what? No... I believe it's supposed to come out in February. You know, Imminently? I can live with that because, like, they're like, you know what? You Look at it. Look at this trailer. Now, just imagine. And now buy the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> just think about it. I love that as a system myself. Well, I think some people kind of like it because... If you see all the, you know, if you see most of the gameplay and stuff, you're like, oh, I don't know if I want it. It doesn't look good. But then you see just the kind of cinematic trailer for it, and you're like, okay, I mean, I could give it more, a try. More likely to give the cool. game a chance than if you're like, oh, the gameplay looks horrible off of yeah. a few, like, selective clips of it. Right. Because, I yeah. mean, they they don't always pick the best clips, let's be honest. It's not always the best looking game when developers choose which clips you're going to see of the gameplay. So, I mean, yeah, I, this could be really cool. Um, I will say you did kind of hit the nail on the head by, uh, uh, I don't want to say pegging, but pegging <laughs> Assassin's <laughs> yeah. Creed. Um, Hi. Because the, uh, this IP is from Ubisoft. Um, and it is uh, a, a YouTube uh, video synopsis says from the creators of Assassin's Creed Odyssey comes a storybook adventure about a forgotten hero on a quest to save the Greek gods. Um, so you will prove your heroism by fighting dangerous mythological creatures and taking on their fearsome leader in a face off for the ages. Explore a beautiful fantasy world where tricky trials, treacherous dungeons, and heroic feats await. The journey will be as challenging and rewarding as the final destination, and you will emerge as the hero you are meant to become. Okay, that does kind of sound cool, though. That's all February twenty fifth, twenty twenty. So quick, like, and I think there's like six hundred people working on that game too. I think I read that somewhere. Like, and they're even pulling more people off of something else they're working on. They're like, yeah, as soon as that's done, we're gonna throw them at this game. I was like, what? And then I it, saw. Then you said the date was coming out. I was like, so this must have happened previously because I would hope they're not working on it right now. Uh well, uh, they might be putting on the final touches. Touches. We will talk some it's a bit about finishing more. touches coming up as well because there's some news. Oh well, no, there was some news about it with Final Fantasy VII remake. Uh, because sometimes you gotta push things back to get those finishing touches in. Honestly, you know I'm perfectly saying? fine with that. I would rather that companies push the date back and serve a delectable product mm -hmm. than delectable. try to be seasoning it on the table while you're eating. It's mm. just, that is how yeah, I prefer it. Here's your I game like now. Here's that. a bunch of updates yeah. shortly after we give it to you. Yeah, it's kind of like having a well-done steak and then someone's like, put salt on it. Do that. I mean, you're already, it's already bad because it's a well-done yeah. steak, so. That's true. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Not the best analogy, but I get it. We all get it. Um, well, uh, with that all said, let's move on into the meat of the show. Because the steak. And um, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about the news of the week. Uh, so, to start us off, Sony has announced that they are skipping out on E3 2020. This is the second time uh, a Sony spokesperson this week said, quote, after thorough evaluation, Sony has decided not to participate in E3 2020. We have great respect for the ESA as an organization, but we do not feel the vision of E3 2020 is the right venue for what we are focused on this year. 
Uh, the spokesperson also mentioned the global events strategy, whatever that means, uh, will be fan-focused in 2020 and will have, quote, hundreds of consumer events across the globe, end quote. Uh, so, hmm. I don't know where to begin with this because it's not necessarily new for companies to kind of skip out on E3, but the first company to do so, Nintendo, decided that they weren't going to host a big old showcase like yeah, most they, companies like, they do. They didn't fully dip out. That's right, yes. They they did like a Nintendo Direct and then exported that Nintendo Direct and have those throughout the year as well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's really cool, but it looks like Sony's not even going to do that. Like, no video, no anything. Yeah, I thought that was a really curious choice, to be honest. I mean, why why choose? Why not at all or all in? You could at least have your presence some way in some capacity at the show. I feel like in a in the next console they're coming out this year, it is, it is a bold choice mm-hmm. to not have a presence at E3. Even though I know E3 is like kind of meh and we're like, we're kind of over it like cool they're bigger they're bigger better shows for sure higher population absolutely but this is still one of the biggins it's absolutely people are still looking forward to it even if it's not necessarily as big as it used to be although mm-hmm. like numbers wise attendance wise it's still it's still doing pretty okay but the largest uh the highest attendance one in record was nearly a decade and a half ago it's mm-hmm. you know it's not they're not exactly killing it Mm-hmm. Uh, I find it interesting that Sony decides to bow out just two years after the show being made public, and I'm very curious if there's a relationship there in the trend of the way that the show is going now that those changes have been made, and Sony not feeling that it makes sense for them anymore. I'm curious yeah. what the fan focus actually means. What does that actually right. translate to? Right. Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm interested in what a consumer event is i mean are are we going to be kind of hands-on playing new games are we going to be is there going to be like a quote-unquote open beta somewhere in like i don't know the the uk where we're going to be playing the ps5 uh at a store or on a street or something something like that like that's what that's what i read into that, that they were just like they wanted to get in the hands of consumer like have like you know have people gamers that are actually going to game actually be the ones to like first see this thing and put mm-hmm. their hands on it and you know i don't know if their e3 presence was like that taxing on their dollar to be right. there like why not spend a little bit of money and have like a little bit of stuff there but right. you know generally yeah. at e3 there are a lot of little hiding their cards I don't know. right generally at e3 there's a lot of little playtest areas uh for people to get their hands on at least the games so i i can't imagine why Sony would rather host hundreds, they say, of little events across the globe rather than kind of focus all, you know, maybe not all their attention, but a good bit at um, at E3 instead. Even just a little, you yeah. know, just a little bit of energy yeah. would be good. I mean, when you're, you're essentially letting Microsoft take the entire stage. Mm-hmm. knowing right. that nintendo doesn't have that same kind of presence mm-hmm. now that makes this microsoft's event right. which 
like go Microsoft. You you really bungled the last one. Maybe this is your <sighs> redemption arc, and I'm kind of into that. But there are so many opportunities to either do rebuttals, to collaborate. I mean, something that's mm-hmm. been rumored, hinted, maybe all we might is doing cross console play for upcoming games. Right. That would have been a great opportunity to to support each other in that if that's the the direction that you're going. Or to just you're just letting Microsoft talk yeah, and say whatever presence, it is that period. they want. Like, just have a presence. Oh my god. So there there is a general I I guess uh 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 pattern that Sony seems to follow and what we're expecting to happen is there's going to be like an info dump from Sony just before E3 um, about the PS5, whereas Microsoft is probably going to focus more on uh, delivering their console showcase, uh, which is, I believe, the Xbox Series X is what the, is what we're calling it. Man, a lot of people have been giving Sony shit for the PS5, but it is so much better than any of Xbox's naming conventions because yeah. this is just killing me. Yeah, I mean, PS5 is at least consistent with the other uh, four that came before it, so... There's so many S's and X's yeah, involved in Xbox that I literally cannot keep it. We got out of doing circles with 360. Uh, I'm very upset that they didn't keep it 720, 1880. (laughs) I know, yeah. And then they went, they, you know, they did this stupid thing where we as the consumer will call the first Xbox the Xbox One... But then they went ahead and said, no, this is the Xbox One. And we're like, okay, you know what? Fuck you. We don't need this. <laughs> we'll name it what this we want. This is real confusing. Thank you. No, thank you. I and don't it's want not any. better. No. This generation. No. The Series X, I'm not sure what that's about. Um, uh, and, and to your credit, by the way, uh, Nika, saying that Microsoft is taking stage, that's really what it's going to feel like because as far as consoles go, Nintendo has theirs out. They're always a bit ahead of the release, a bit, a bit ahead of the uh, curve when it comes to a next-gen console. And theirs have been out for about two to three years now. So if anything, they... I feel like it's arguably behind the curve. Hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, that's weird. Like Nintendo is like on their own level of like which gaming. they are, like, yeah, which has been their strategy since the Wii mm-hmm. and. It's working for them, yeah, so like, fucking do it. It's pretty much like, whatever you two idiots are doing over there, we're going to go and do our own thing and uh, kill it in this market because nobody else is here, so... And uh, they have have a whole market of exclusive that Sony and and Microsoft cannot touch. Like, Super Mario, you'll never see that on any other console. Pokemon, you can try and replicate it and call it, like, Mokipon, but, like, good luck actually getting Pokemon on an Xbox or a, or a Sony system or whatever, because it's not going to happen. Um, it, it, it's very, it's almost ingenious. And I, I no, really enjoy respect for I, that, I love Nintendo. For <laughs> I actually, I don't, I, I have no particular, it, it's not, I don't, it's, <laughs> I don't care either way. Um, fair, fair enough. Yeah. I personally, unless you're a fan of the big three IPs, mm-hmm. uh, I don't feel like there's enough to motivate me as a consumer to want to go buy one. So I, I had a Wii because I was like, yeah, no, this is going to be fucking amazing. And then I never fucking played it. Mm-hmm. And then the Wii U get fucked. And then the Switch I haven't yeah, bought it. Yeah, that's great. 
Um, well, Nika, I don't know if you know this, but coming February 25th, 2020, gods and monsters to the Switch. <laughs> so the thing is, Animal Crossing is coming, and Animal Crossing mm. has been a reason for me to buy a console before or a platform before, so I absolutely will buy a Switch just for Animal Crossing. I know that is coming, so, like, mm -hmm. neat. Mm -hmm. But, you know, just even though my very first console was an NES and, like, that set a tone and that and that started ignited my passion for gaming as a mm. we lass or what have you a we lass uh, um i don't love mario <gasps> and i don't care about pokemon what about zelda so i only played uh two uh, I, um, let's guess like, let's guess ocarina of time yeah like the number like no, number two the oh the number two i can't oh, remember what it was even called you know the gold cartridge from many days okay so that's <laughs> ocarina of time no no that's no 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 it's nes it's the fucking oh nes it, yeah no nes oh um i believe uh, that one uh mm. number two number <laughs> and two. uh <laughs> And then I played a little bit of Twilight Princess because I had the Wii and I just, I ended up getting uh, sidetracked by something else. I want to say it might have been like, maybe Rogue Galaxy or something came out. <laughs> I don't even remember. Something came out and I ended up shelving Twilight Princess and never going back. Hmm. And I, I bought Wind Waker several times and I and I appreciate the art style and it looks super fun, but man, I just can't get into it. Hmm. I don't know what's going wrong. Breath of the Wild looks amazing. It is definitely something that I will purchase. But no, like so. That's your those are your main three, and I have no particular attachments to any of those three. Mm, and that's not that's fair. That's just I don't care those at this are point. Those the big three IPs. Yeah. There's only so many times you can rehash the same characters and the same like loose plot points before mm. I'm just out. I'm just done. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. 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 Um, we asked you on Twitter, what do you think of Sony not participating in E3 this year? This is the second year that they have not come to E3, and this year they say their showcases and work will be quote-unquote more fan-focused. Uh, Derek, over at the Rolling Misadventures podcast, hello Derek, says, as long as they learned that they need more than people playing guitars and tents, and that live streaming requires something other than what uh, is experienced in person, they'll be fine. Nintendo Directs have proven that you don't really need an E3 presence with the shift in digital media. Um, that's a great point. That's, that's really, a very valid point. Mm -hmm. That's very valid because it, it definitely does seem, and Sony did seem to be doing this more and more with their E3 presence, that they were trying to give the people there like this really robust kind of musical musical guest, you know, like SNL, um, this kind of really crazy experience while they were there. Um, but like, you know, as far as the people, millions almost live streaming at home, it was like, okay, when we get to the game, you know, <laughs> when do we see the game? <laughs> That's what I'm here for. You know what so, I would love to see? Hmm. Is like a digital E3 version where every game that's on the show floor, you have access to play on your console. Ooh. That would be super neat to me. That would be a really good, and this is not me defending Google Stadia, but that <laughs> would be a really good way for Google Stadia to kind of 
showcase their wares to, uh, you know, kind of say, okay, for E3 only, you can get on Google Stadia and play these demo versions of these games streamed through Google Stadia. You yeah, listen, I listen here. Fantastic. Yeah, Jonathan, while E3 is going on, like, this is the small yeah. amount of time. So you get your chance here, to be on the show floor. Right. Break our servers. Everybody get on here. <laughs> listen here, Jonathan Google. I know you're listening. You pay me Jonathan for that Google. idea. Excuse I you. Know this is, I know this is public <laughs> domain, but pay pay us for that idea you you said it you pay us for that idea i'm the i'm the money handler five percent um (laughs) um ignis cat says that i find it odd and disappointing i look forward to them for e3 i'm not seeing the fan focus part if they don't go and that's pretty valid too i mean if what you're doing is for the fans the fans want you at e3 why don't you go what's the problem What's the matter? But even with fans being allowed to go to E3, mm-hmm. um, I think the numbers I saw were that maybe it was last year, maybe it was the year before, 15,000 of the like 60 some odd thousand people were the public, quote unquote. Yeah. So it's still really not meant for the public in that way. Mm, that's true. Yeah, so I mean, like their internet, like they could just their internet presence, they could throw out all this information because that's essentially what normal people do for E three. They go and look up all of these like these news articles about what came out at E three. The vast majority of us are never going to go to an E three. It'd be great. That's don't fair. get me wrong. Please give me tickets if you're listening E three or whoever is in charge of that. Jonathan E three. Yeah, Jonathan E three. Um, but like this, you could achieve the same thing by releasing your own news articles are like but i think you said they didn't even do that right like yeah um that's, that's what's weird to me like they didn't release really... like their own like hey this is what's coming out but yeah so again normally the the case for sony at least is like oh look here's the console here's everything you want to know about it they'll they'll do like a maybe like a release to all the big uh you know video game outlet uh media sites and stuff mm-hmm. like that um they normally and... do something i think i saw uh, usually February-ish right. when they're okay. launching a new console is when they'll right. do that info dump of stuff and like well ahead of E3, which means you have you're giving Microsoft four months to, to really hype it up, to hype, to to rebuttal, to have answers. Man, I have to admit that the the PS4 and Xbox XSX <laughs> whatever the fuck you want. I'll fucking one was that the one? I don't even fucking remember. Microsoft well, the, well, there fucking was like, it up. Isn't there like four iterations? Of oh my the god, play, there's a billion. The it's the fucking yeah, worst. The Xbox One, the Elite, the, Xbox the Elite, S, yeah. Super oh, S, fucking stupid. Super Mario, <laughs> Xbox 360, Super Mario, Xbox. Five, Turbo, <laughs> Turbo. But like during that. Microsoft dropped the ball so hard on mm. their thing. And then when Sony came out, man, it was all just digs, 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 digs. Right. Oh, here's our little video that we shot that just hitting all over you. Microsoft never recovered. Mm. If you learn anything, it's that Microsoft lost this generation because they never recovered from that E3. Mm-hmm. That like, is... they, they never bounced back. That is true. Yeah, because I never bought one. Like, never... So... So to, to give them that much runway yeah. to say whatever and have no way to counter it or, bless me, um, or or answer anything, it, 
man, you were not you were good. giving them an opportunity. Whatever they are planning has to be so good. I was gonna say maybe PlayStation is like, you know yeah. what? We don't even like need to be there. This shit's gonna that, blow your mind. So that's a good point. What if like you know? What if Sony just does this little info dump or whatever, you know, and kind of rolls things out, does a Sony state of play here and there, blah 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 blah, and then next thing you know, it's E3. Microsoft comes up on stage and they're just like uh we don't got nothing man <laughs> let's xbox shoot themselves in the foot like yeah, yeah what if what it. if microsoft is just like here's the here here it is you wanted to see it and it's like a like a sad dick pic um it's just <laughs> not not disappointing. great yeah just a big sad we I don't mean, want it but there's no have costumes uh one of the articles that i was reading so Microsoft is planning for E3 knowing that Sony isn't going to be there. Mm. So this is your time to shine, right. Microsoft. So Sony, what is you doing? PS4 sold amazing. It was like the second best selling console of all time behind the PS2. Like, right. Don't, it, why it's in you... a competition I... with itself. <laughs> I really think the backwards compatible is literally oh just God. like that's that's Please. literally their, their like, stake in the thing. heart of like Xbox. Like, because... and especially when you consider how how many titles and how beloved so many of the PS2 titles, especially, were that's to right. add that in. Okay, no, that is hella good for reals, but is it really gonna work though? Mm. Because, I mean, I still have all of my PS2 titles, just heads yeah, up. Yeah, because if my Legends of the bit, Dragons, yeah. like, 4-disc <sighs> game works, oh my God. Uh, I'm going to go boycott Microsoft in front of my nearest, <laughs> like, GameStop. Like, don't oh. buy this piece of trash, buy the PlayStation, and here's Five. why. Yeah. Oh, I'm into that. I would love mm-hmm. that. That's amazing. Um, Pat Coster, or at Cat Poster on uh, Twitter, says, It could be lucrative because it might force fans to focus solely on their fan-focused content. However, it seems a little too elitist. A company that big should be at E3 because, you know, it's meant to celebrate and showcase games, especially the big ones. That's that's a decent point, too. I mean, it, uh, how does it look to your fans, your fan-focused fans, um, if, you're, if you're just like, nah, we don't need to. I mean, We're better than that. It's going to look fine to your fans, Mm -hmm. but the problem is you don't just want your fans. You want to convert from other companies, from Mm. other other devotees, and E3 is the time for that because you are putting everyone up against each other. And so, yeah, if you're a person who is is psyched for whatever company at E3, no, but you're going to keep reading through all the rest of the news to see what else is announced, and that is going to introduce you two thing two other consoles that you weren't going to like if i'm going through the e3 shit and the fucking x fighter super turbo ultra edition <laughs> looks good i'm i'm gonna be like well i mean it looks good and there's nothing at, it's standing on its own like platform in an empty room well of course i'm gonna look at it right so yeah fair enough I feel like you're Sony's losing out on conversions unless they are going the Nintendo route and they're just like, no, we're going to... The people who love us are the people we care about, and that's it. Mm. Which is bold, but as gaming as, a, as an industry continues to ramp up year after year after year, there are always new generations of people looking mm. to buy shit, and you don't... You don't want to be 
you don't want to not have a presence, especially when so many people who have grown up on watching E3 and being hungry for it, them bitches got kids now. Right. And they can't, there's... And, and they, they have can't money. Go to it. Right. <laughs> oh, well, you know what? That's a good point. But, like, but so you want to make sure that you are exposing as many people as possible you to your product kids. who are hungry for that product. Mm-hmm. I'll get that. I'm into that. I get ya. I get ya. Well, thank you for all the Twitter submissions. That, that was cool. I am into that. I'll do that every week. Yeah, as I did that. I said mm-hmm. before. It was a great idea. Whoever came yeah. up with that. Whoever came yeah. up with that. Great they idea. They should get a candy or something. Mm-hmm. A candy. Yeah, I'll definitely. Send, I'll send one singular candy. Precisely a candy. <laughs> a Here's candy. one Smarty for you. <laughs> Shipped mail. We're going to take a break 45 minutes in, and we'll be right back. Potter likes just about everyone, except he really hates Malfoy. Harry Potter asked Cho Chang to the ball. Cho Chang said that she'd rather die here. (laughs) You can't. I can't. Or we'll go to prison. Hello, we are Nargles and Other Nonsense, a Harry Potter podcast full of spells, jinxes, and curses, the adult kind. We are the hags of Hogsmeade, and I am Casey. I'm Gabby. I've got 99 problems, and they're all warts. Paige. Have you ever wondered if Harry Potter could have been a Ravenclaw? If Ron is a time-traveling Dumbledore. Or if three friends can stay on topic. (laughs) Then find us wherever you listen to podcasts and enjoy many quizzes, rants, cry sessions, and complete nonsense. Here's our endorsement from Peeps. Harry Potter! Hello, 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 and welcome back to the show. Um, so, we're going to jump into the next bit of news here. Um, if you did not listen to episode 71, it kind of ties into that. Um, so, yes, you, know, you can you go back. Should and, listen you should listen to that episode. And <laughs> listen to that episode. Um, but Honestly, to give a little, any, any of the ones episodes, they're really good. Any of the ones. Yeah, really they're, pretty good. Good. they're pretty good. They're pretty good. Some of the best, some might say. <laughs> Does anyone say that? Um, well, the numbers do, so that's cool. Ooh, Ooh. the no, numbers. I'd be interested to see that shit. No, they're embarrassing. So anyway. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> to, to I'm give... going to need evidence. <laughs> to give a, a brief look into those uh, that episode, Nika and Twilight and I jumped into the idea of expectations from gamers based on trailers, what we're used to uh, seeing from uh, media, not just games, just media in general. Um, but with that in mind, Pokemon Sword and Shield has announced some new DLC, uh, during a Pokemon Direct, uh, presentation, uh, last week, actually, uh, Nintendo and the Pokemon Company discussed new DLC coming for the Switch Pokemon games, both of which will cost, uh, $30 and will consist of two, uh, expansions, so the one for Pokemon Sword will cost $30, the one for Pokemon Shield will cost $30, but there are two expansions, um, Adding new environments, new clothing items, hair, and about 200 new and old Pokemon. Uh, some of the pictures shown includes Gigantamax forms of Venusaur and Blastoise. So if you've been playing the game, you know that when the Pokemon turn really, really big, some of them have Gigantamax forms, which change their appearance a bit. So you have Gigantamax, Pikachu, Charizard, etc., etc. Um, you get the Galarian versions of Articuno, Zapdos, and Moltres, um, allegedly anyway. They are, they do look different, but we do not know if they are 
Galarian versions or if they are Gigantamax or whatever. Um, as well as plenty of returning Pokemon, including the Horsey line, uh, Meryl and all its evolutions, the Zubat line, like anyone wants that, the Nidorino <laughs> line, and some of the returning legendary Pokemon, including Mewtwo, Entei, Raikou, uh, Suicune, uh, Ho-Oh, Lugia, and a decent amount more. Um, on the Expectations episode, episode th- uh, 71, um, I used Pokemon as an example for the idea behind what we expect from companies, from video games, because uh, in the lead-up to Pokemon Sword and Shield's release, there was a lot of backlash from uh, fans saying, you know, why don't you just release the full decks, which would be something like a thousand Pokemon, honestly, Um, which is a lot. But, I mean, people wanted it, and people were yelling about it, they were putting negative reviews even before the game came out so that to, to like lambast the game, um, make people not want it, make people not buy it. They were boycotting. Um, it, it was like Dex truthers or something like that. As a hashtag, <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> but it was, um, Oh no, it was like, uh, like Dexit, I think was Dex- one of them. Oh, yeah. Gross. Something like Oof. that. It was really, it was, it, was, <laughs> it was real bad, but, um, there was a point that I kind of agreed with, um, where some people were data mining the game and finding that there were these models in there for uh, Pokemon like Bulbasaur, who will be making a return now um, with the DLC, but they were finding all these models for older games, uh, for excuse me, for older Pokemon in the game, and were saying, well, where are they? Why aren't they in the game? And the you know the data, the information is in the game, and so now we see um, the well, DLC see is coming. Why. Yes, we see the DLC is coming. Um, we also see, though, that people are kind of taking these two stances, which are like, oh, cool, like a Pokemon expansion, which is the first of its kind, um, and also taking this kind of like, see, I told you so stance, where like, apparently they think that the complaining and the negative review bombing um, made pokemon go in this direction of an expansion and adding some of the older pokemon in i, I don't, don't think so yeah something uh, tells me that's not definitely not hard no on that one it wasn't oh you guys caked up such a fuss that we all of a sudden created this extra 200 models just for you guys like a month later no no they were there and the people who went data mining and they saw the models there then they were right and it, it comes down to, I don't personally hate DLC. Right. I think it's fine if you want to add to a story that you've made. But I hate when the story is already existent and you decide to paywall it. That is not my jam. Yeah. I've had a lot of issues and a lot of frustration with stuff like uh, Final Fantasy XV, where there were just huge gaping holes in the story and things like that, that were added as DLC later. No, right. Square, you don't... You don't DLC your story. Your story is the point of your games. Right. And so for Pokemon, the the Pokemon are the point of your games. And if you've already done it, then don't paywall it. All you've done is is do some serious bad faith acting here, which throws back to in in the the pile of stuff that you had had given us of articles that you linked to. You would link to a very interesting uh, 2013 article that. Mm-hmm. Uh, says oh no you know we're not we're not gonna do dlc dlc really 
compromises the vibe essentially yeah. of Pokemon and it's supposed to be that anyone can access them. They're supposed to be everywhere. And like, we would never do that unless it was in a really fun and interesting way. Is this fun? Am I, I interested? Yeah. Nine years later, like, hey, you guys, they're making a lot of money off that DLC thing. Maybe we ought to, like, go <laughs> that route. Let's get it on does... that gravy train. Yeah, essentially. Kind of, there's nothing, like, and, and this is also kind of a gripe that people had with uh, this Pokemon game in particular, since it is technically a console uh, version of a mainline Pokemon game. People were expecting expecting a little bit more from it. A lot, you know, they With were expecting upresed graphics. They were expecting voice acting. You know, they were expecting a lot because this is a console. I absolutely, every reason game. to expect that. And I do, I do, I will agree with that. I do think that they could have done, they could have taken another year, honestly, and added way I more. I mean, obviously, they didn't need another year. Obviously, they only needed another like month or so. Yeah, but so, there's no re voice acting. But even still, just. <laughs> Mm. And it, and wasn't when all of that oh but models blah 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 didn't they say like oh we couldn't do it we couldn't yeah. there wasn't enough room or something like or that something? but they're, they're just sitting there yeah. like in the background like just yeah. waiting for that money and then we'll let it out to you well just, to the, to that credit to those people who said and who were upset you know rightfully so for there not being not being a more robust looking Pokemon game for the console. Um, you can have a similar argument for, you know, if we could have a DLC be more fun, um, then maybe we would think about it. Well, I mean, what you've done with this DLC is not necessarily new or different from any other run-of-the-mill DLC. Right. So it is kind of strange that they seem to be taking what seems to be a much more kind of backseat kind of role with Pokemon. They're just kind of like, yeah, you know, just do the same old thing. Big deal. And for, you know, that for, that's worked for a while. But when we got to the DS versions of the game and the 3DS versions of the game, we started seeing, you know, crazy graphic changes. Yeah. Uh, now all the Pokemon move once you hit the, to the DC version, or excuse me, DC, DS versions. Um, and, and it's... It's like they don't, they're not as interested in doing the the stuff that made it kind of fun anymore. That's Dan- just a colossal bummer. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, Danny, I know you're a big old Pokemon person. What do you what, what do you guys say? Uh, it really upsets me that they're like, you know what? Here's here's a here's a Pokemon game. Like for this is the like you said, it's the first of its kind. Mm. why would you do that like it it's i think it's the not the first released on switch is it pokemon game no yeah uh well not the first pokemon game it's the first kind of mainline so yeah. it follows like the sun and moon uh xy kind of pattern format yeah um, on but the mainline the... that's the main like you shouldn't right. have done it on the mainline like storyline yeah. of pokemon like any of the other stuff fine add dlc to that but the heart of Pokemon has always been you get the game. Like, right. like there, you get the whole thing, in like, a, enjoy it. In a manner of speaking, I found, and Let's Go was a, a duplicate of, you know, Pokemon Red, Blue, Yellow. And it, you know, features some connectivity to, like, Pokemon Go and stuff like that. But I think Let's Go really took a, a leap, as it were, into being a Switch game more so than this game did um not including the wild area because i think that is perhaps the most um 
interesting part of uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield. But I'm as so far as um, uh, new graphics, um, really uh, high res looking cutscenes. Mm-hmm. Um, few as they were, there were uh, a good bit of them, um, and they did look really cool. It 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 seems like they were like, no, don't do that again. Let's just do the same old stuff and also uh, giant Pokemon. And that's it. Yeah, and, just make it bigger. Yeah. And like... What if the Pokemon were just like large. bigger? Large. What if they large. were huge? Um, and for what it's worth, I really am. I'm still playing it. <laughs> I, um, I really like... Um, uh, battling and you know online and all that stuff. I've al- I always kind of stay with a Pokemon game for like a year or two, and I am having you know a good time. But it's not like there's still nothing fantastical about it. You know, there's nothing like really hard hitting about this particular Pokemon game. Um, especially being again that it's a console version. And, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that the like the people that were like naysaying it kind of like got me to not get it like because i just got my kid a switch for christmas and i was like you know i'm gonna get pokemon because i love pokemon like Mm -hmm. as a kid like on my like old school nintendo like game boy and then like i started reading up i was like man like this doesn't look like something i want to play and ruin my like pokemon like memories it's not that bad i mean it's it's a little disappointing because it didn't go that far as far as we wanted it to go but for a fairly decent pokemon game it is kind of cool to see the big pokemon but like it's not like anything super crazy mind-blowing like oh yeah God. like it's, it's like oh that's cool it's all it's like if you have a if you split it up between like bad game good game cool game amazing game it's like between like good and cool it's it's worth it at some point <laughs> it's just it's disappointing to find yourself saying you know, it's worth it at some point, as yeah. opposed to right. being excited for a game and, and saying, like, oh, but the Switch, and you have so much potential here, and, right. and like, oh, you didn't realize any of that potential, you just phoned it in, comparatively. Right. And that is so disappointing, and when we talk about expectations, when we talked about them, I feel like this is a reasonable point to have set an expectation, and then to actually be disappointed that expectation is not met. Yeah. To... To say, oh, this is going to be, you know, a, a, a console version, and you you reasonably would expect a beefier product in the end. I, yeah. Honestly, just compare the 3DS Monster Hunters to Monster Hunter World. My God, the right. difference between yeah. those two games. You got a console-worthy Monster Hunter when you got World. It right. used all of the the hardware available to it to make a beautiful lush thriving feeling game that in every point yeah no it's monster hunter you recognize it as monster hunter there's no point of it that is a completely different game but you you took advantage mm-hmm. of and what was available full of steroids and yeah. here this is what you get this amazing <laughs> and beautiful it, game and it was amazing and beautiful game and so when saying oh we're going to take pokemon and do a console version you have every right to expect a beautiful game to be right. created from that to and do all the things that you've been holding back on doing because yeah portable platforms they have limitations that's fine you sacrifice certain things for that portability but this is your time to shine to go all out 
And when you don't, and then on top of that, slapping some DLC on with a bunch of models that everyone already knows were in the game, and you're just paying to unlock them. Oh, no. <laughs> just, right. Oh, yeah. no. You've fallen to the same greed that everyone else has fallen to. And to, to kind of take a step back to our E3 discussion you know the big three right the big three main titles for nintendo mm -hmm. arguably super mario zelda and pokemon and zelda, zelda breath of the wild did an amazing job i feel you right got out of the gate everything was... that i've heard about this game has been exceptional i mean like, okay you took your opportunity on this new platform to push it to its limits but granted no you already kind of have that vibe and already and you you kind of have that history of mm -hmm. doing something exceptional mixing it up style wise or play wise with each generation yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna take the devil's advocate on this oh. one now i'm gonna um, i'm gonna go ahead maybe maybe pokemon because they do come out with games fairly often maybe they didn't want to like throw like an amazing nintendo switch game out on their first go around, like for the that's what I'm thinking for the main line. They're like, you know, let's throw this out, let's test the waters, and then the next couple games will ramp it up. Because for how often they come out with games, that might just, you know, that might just like, oh, here it is, and that's it. And then yeah, because we don't know, maybe maybe Zelda like that's they they threw all their cards on the table. That's true. I was gonna say, you know, for as great as Breath of the Wild is, um, and even Super Mario Odyssey what can you do to follow up on that and breath of the wild 2 looks like it might be cool zelda breath of the wild 2 which has been kind of teased and showcased and it's supposed to have a nintendo direct sometime this year um but what if it's like a huge flop gigantic flop what if pokemon's staying staying the safe route for now doing the dlc thing and then maybe in a year or two, they're like, here's Pokemon fuck and shit. And here's, here's some Pokemon <laughs> uh, Xbox uh, Series X. <laughs> <laughs> right. And that one is like Breath of the Wild's first one out of the gate quality. And if we learned anything from Microsoft's bungling of, <laughs> of Xbox One, you don't typically get a second chance. And so this is not just that you put out a a perfectly serviceable, if not particularly technically wowing game. It's not just that. It's that you did that and then you added stuff like DLC and, and reused models that were claimed. I, I think a Nintendo does have that ability, though, because they put out a lot of like a lot of Mario games that were like, nah, and people well, still go and buy the next Mario game. Remember that. Nintendo, the Pokemon company, and Game Freak are like three giant Hydra heads. And <laughs> even though they're on the same body, they're kind of independent of one another. So the Pokemon company might have been like, make us a Pokemon game. And Nintendo was like, yeah, we'll put it on our cool system. And then Game Freak was like, okay, but like, I don't wanna. <laughs> so You'll like, get I'll this. do it, but I'm going to phone it in. Right. So, I mean, it could be that Game Freak was like, well, let's not go too crazy. We just put out Let's Go like a year ago. Let's see how this goes. And you know what? Second chances be damned. We'll eventually put out another one. And we'll see how that one goes. Because they have to keep up with the anime, too. Because the Pokemon company is not going to let go of that at all, ever. Um, so, 
<sighs> I don't know. It's hard. Expectations are hard. They're hard to live up to, and they're hard to look at other people's and be like, uh, I guess he has a point. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wrong point, but I guess. Like, I can um, hear Nika in her in her head. He's wrong, I mean, but I guess it's his point. Danny, you should have said that every all the negative press you saw, you didn't buy the game. So yeah, I think that just proves that point. Yeah. But I might buy the next one if it looks better. <laughs> you know, like that. that. That's the thing no, with Pokemon why games. Wait like, why why wait? Why wait? Why wait? Now? All of the time and whatnot like that you invested into this. I die? Now, by Ooh, now. Yeah. I, don't I said 20. That's a low number. I'm only 30. So that's, mm-hmm. that's not a very it. long life. If you buy a sword, I'll like trade 15. you all my shield Pokemon. So do Ooh. it. With all that drinking? Mm, 10, buddy. Jace, 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 that's a good... I might... Damn it. Yeah, I'll just trade you all my shield Pokemon. And then maybe a shiny, because I've been breeding shinies. It's my first time doing it, and I hate it, but it's great. <laughs> um, okay, we've got to wrap it up. Um... I do have a quick, just a, it's just a nice story to tell. I, I wanted to put it in here somewhere. I wanted to put it maybe at the beginning with the headlines. It's just a really cute story. And I just, I think ending on an upbeat is not yeah. a bad place to be. Very quickly, um, a very feel good gaming story. A 17 year old gamer living in the UK by the name of Aiden Jackson, while playing video games with a teammate in Texas, began to have a seizure. Uh, the Texas player known as Dia Lathora, uh, realized there was a clear emergency and called local UK authorities who were able to arrive on time and save Jackson's life. And I just think there's just something nice to to think about. Gaming's not all bad. It's gaming is not <laughs> all bad. I know I know we tend to gripe. I mean gripe because it's it's something that we love and, and we want mm-hmm. it to be the best it can be and all those good things. But it does connect people mm-hmm. in such a beautiful way and to have someone not quite on the other side of the world, but but so far away to be able to save their life. No, that's just cool. That's yeah. just heckin' neat. That's really nice. It's very nice. I really appreciate that. Well done to the Elathora, uh out of Texas. Great, great yeah, job. go great Texas. <laughs> okay, so to wrap up the show, as we move along toward the end of the show... We ask that you give our listeners a recommendation. What game should they be playing or should they be on the lookout for? Nika, start us off, please. So I don't know if you've heard about this game, but um, it's been something I've been low-key playing for a bit. Oh. Um, and I do <laughs> I do love it ever so much. Uh, it's called Conan Exiles. Mm-hmm. And I've uh, been enjoying that. been playing that with uh, community members, things like that. Because I'm always playing Conan Exiles. We fucking know that. Uh, on top of that, I've actually come back to playing Stardew Valley, mm. which um, I played ages ago. And I don't know. I got through like a season or like a, a year. And I was like, cool, I'm done. Um, but apparently they released multiplayer at some point. Yes. In some amount of time. I have no idea how long ago that was that they did that. Mm. So Alan and I have been playing it. And man, I like it so much more when it's a, a co-op kind of scenario. I also, I have Outer World. Outer World. Outer Worlds? Fuck if I remember. Outer Worlds. Yeah. That one. Yeah. And uh, I started a little bit, and then uh, I broke off for a bit to go back to playing Conan. But that is my my current gamma. I'll the play that. Beats. So I really don't have anything to recommend to other people other than Conan Exiles, because I'm always going to say Conan Exiles. Yeah. Of uh, course. Of course. <laughs> of course. But yeah, that's that is where I'm at. It's super low key game wise, uh yeah. lately. I've just I've been running myself ragged and I just want to play super chill things. That's it. 
Perfect. 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 Danny, how about you? Uh, I'm going to go basic Kyle, uh, just a monster drinking Kyle, and I've been playing Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Hmm. Like, I got off of it since Black Ops 2. Like, I haven't played a Call of Duty. And then I started, I've always been on Battlefield, and then the recent Battlefields made me never want to play Battlefield again. And uh, it was on sale, so I bought it. And uh, every day after work, after I've had a long, horrible day at work, I come and just uh, kill some 12-year-olds on Call of Duty. Oh, and have them <laughs> scream at me, uh, telling me my mother's certain things. And, you know, it's fun. It's I mean, in all fairness, I have heard some things about your mom, so... Whoa, Damn. whoa, whoa. She's a nice lady. But no, Yeah, a little too nice, if you know what I mean. Hey, 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 hey. Whoa. Some fighting woods. But, uh, but no, just uh, that. And like I said, I got my son a Switch. We've been playing uh, Mario Kart. That's always mm-hmm. just fun to play. Just whatever. Mm-hmm. But that, those are mine. I mean, Perfect. that's lame. Yeah, mm, Chase, I mean, what have you been playing? Uh, well, you Besides know... Besides Pokemans. Actually, I picked up... Um, it was on sale, so I picked up the Mafia series. It's kind Ooh. of old at this point. Um, but the, I will not recommend Mafia 1. It's bad. Um, however, Mafia 2, even in 2020, it was released, I think, in 2011, 2012, is still a pretty solid game um, and still worth playing. Um, it's not polished like we're used to. Um, however, it that it is a vast improvement first of all on mafia one and it has a it has a pretty interesting little story um you know it's mafia mobsters etc etc but it it, 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 there's something there you know and it it kind of makes you come to the conclusion which i kind of enjoy um but it's you know it's pretty decent um i've also been playing in that vein mafia three which is, I think, much more polished. Uh, I believe it was released in 2016, so it's about three or four years old now. Um, there's a lot of N-word usage in it. A ton. <laughs> Fun. But I can get past it. I recommend it still. Uh, the story is definitely there. The way the story is told um, is kind of like bits and pieces of a documentary while you're also playing the game which I really, really think is a nice kind of artistic choice. So Hmm. I would say pick up at least Mafia 3. Um, You don't really need Mafia 2 or 1 at all to (laughs) understand what's going on. But um, it it is worth picking up Mafia 2 because there is a recurring character in Mafia 3. So pick it up if you can. It was on sale. Find it if it's on sale and just give it a go. because it's it still holds up twenty a couple four or five year differences still pretty good game um nice. yeah and uh so with all that out of the way finally to finish off this episode please <laughs> let us know where we can find you on the internet and if you have anything else to plug hey Danny where can we find you uh you oh, can find me on uh Twitter actually at Danny and Jesse because I used to have a podcast. Uh, with a guy named Jesse and uh, also my band stuff is another place where you can find me you can search us on Spotify uh, a simple jester and on Instagram same name yeah perfect Uh, Nika what about you you guys know by this point where to find me. I am Wanderpus on everything. It's W-A-N-D-E-R-P-U-S uh, on Twitch, on Twitter, 
on Instagram. You search for one of us, you're going to find me. So follow me on all the things that you'd like to follow people on. That'd be great. Yeah, perfect. Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> as always, you can find me at Comedy Gaming on Twitter. Uh, you can find the Weekly Cooldown as well on Twitter at WK Cooldown. That is the official Twitter page. Be sure to visit the Weekly Cooldown Facebook page. Visit WKCooldown.com for more news and other episodes. Be on the lookout for an Instagram page. Mm-hmm. That's coming. And it's going to have pictures of me and, <laughs> and also some <laughs> clips from uh, uh, the episode. So uh, be sure to check out those. Uh, be sure to check out the links in the description, including, of course, our humble bundle for this week. You will be able to support your favorite charities and support the show. Um, also, donate to the show if you want. Uh, That'd be you can great. Do that. Yep. At wkcooldown.com. Or, of course, right down below in the show notes, there should be a little clicky click to donate to me, Kami Jace, <laughs> and help out the show. Okay. Well, that's all for the weekly cooldown. I'm Kami Jace. I'm Nika. And I'm Denny. All right. And we'll see you next week. Thanks, everyone. Bye forever. Bye.